Welcome to another edition of Asking Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. I'm your host, Angel Leon, Mosher's Director of Personnel. We're glad you're with us for this episode of Asking Anything. And with us today is Mosher's Director of Marketing, Melinda Lauder, who joins us today to talk about living with intent and purpose. You probably heard that phrase before. You might even live by it. But what does it really take to live with intent and purpose? How do you do things with intent? What does this have to do with technology? Yeah, I, I, I've got a couple of questions I want to ask. Uh, but <laughs> with that and much more, we'll get to on this week's episode of Ask Anything with Melinda. You all know Melinda. She's our director of marketing. She's the head of this podcast, my enabler, if you will. She always brings <laughs> us interesting topics to talk about on Ask Anything, and today is no exception. Melinda, thanks again uh, for being with us on Ask Anything. Thanks, Angel. It's great to be here again. Well, I guess the first question that comes to mind for me is, and we've all have said this in some form or fashion, or we might even think it every day, the term living with intent and purpose. What does that mean? Yeah. And, you know, it's just easy to get wrapped up in our everyday lives, right? I mean, the drumming of life, marching through the week, taking the kids to school, um, all of those things. And most people only stop to ask themselves what they want to accomplish in December or January, you know, when you do New Year's resolutions. And we all we all know how long those last. But, um, you know, when you make a New Year's resolution, like any uh, personal planner will tell you, be very specific and put an end date and a start date and, and all of those things. Um, they say exactly what you want to do, exactly when you're going to do it. And that's great. That's a great way to accomplish something um, specific that you want to do in the year. But when we talk about living with intent and purpose, it's more than that. It's not just something you want to accomplish, right? It's not, I want to attend two conferences this year. I want to get my certification. Um, it's what you want your life to mean and how you can bring that into your everyday in little ways in order to accomplish that and have it be meaningful for you day to day. It's not a logical process. It's more of an emotional process or a spiritual process. So the difference between those things is important. Logical thinking about it and spiritual or purposeful thinking about it. So I'm going to give you a little example about the difference between those two types of thoughts and what that can mean. So about 10 years ago, I was running my own company, my own freelance business, and I was closing it. So I decided I didn't want to do that anymore. Um, it was sort of failing, sort of just, I was sort of giving up on it. So um, I decided to go back to corporate life. And the job market 10 years ago didn't look anything like it does today. <laughs> I know Angel's very familiar, <laughs> probably with the job market of 10 years ago. I won't speak to your age, but definitely with the job market of today. But it was very hard to find work uh, 10 years ago. And a lot of people were taking at least a year on the market to find work. So I, I knew I was looking at that um, a year to find work out of my freelance business into a regular job. So um, I started working on it. And after about a year and a half, I was still working on it, still trying to find that job that I wanted. So each week I would interview, I would anticipate the questions they were gonna ask me and I would write out very specific answers to the questions. So, you know, the questions, very common things, What's your biggest mistake you've ever made in your work? 
Um, you know, I'd anticipate everything they're going to, they're going to answer. And I would have my canned answers ready to go. I would have my very specific answers. I would read them off the paper as they asked me the questions. All very good answers, but it was very logical. After a year and a half, it wasn't going well. So I, I read an article that was about how that's the wrong way to do it. You know, I was looking for answers and they said, that's the wrong way to do it. You, it'll, it'll sound rehearsed. It's too, you need to express yourself. And when you're just reading even your own writing, you're not expressing yourself. So they said to focus on preparing a personal statement. Mm -hmm. So I went and I wrote a personal worth statement. I wrote, it would ended up being like an essay, <laughs> an essay about what I'm worth and what I can bring to a company and all of that information. So I wrote it and then I didn't even take it into the interview with me. Like I didn't take the answers to my regular questions in. I just wrote this statement and it was for me and it was everything that I can bring to somebody. And then I went to the next interview and every interview after that, I got offered a job. It really is about turning it from a logical process into more of a spiritual or emotional process. And it makes a difference in so many parts of our lives. That's very interesting because you went from basically coming up with a script on basically yourself to coming up with really a second script, but a more naturally human-centered script that really talked about you as an individual and and purposely putting you out there for a, for a next career, for your next uh, step in your career. Yeah. And then I threw the script away because you, even with that, you can't, you can't read from it. You just have to confirm it to yourself, right? Right. right. It has to be something that happens in your mind. And then you can talk about yourself in a way that's meaningful, not just logic. Yeah. And that, that makes a lot of sense. And I mean, this is a good tip on interviewing too. So for all those of you out there who are going through interviews right now, this is a good tip. Uh, make sure you know yourself, uh, not just on paper, not just on, on, you know, yes, I, I worked 10 years in marketing or I worked 20 years in HR. That's great. But what did you really do? What, and what, what did, did it you, mean to people? Mm -hmm, yeah, exactly. Yes. You took the words right out of my mouth. And getting okay. other people to believe something that you yourself don't necessarily believe. That's a pretty mm -hmm. tall task. That's, that's a yeah. difficult challenge. Yeah, most of us are harder on ourselves than anyone else is on us, especially about our professional accomplishments. So, I mean, you just kind of have to be real about that to yourself so that you can you can talk about it with other mm -hmm. people. But the idea of living with intent and purpose, it really is more about that emotional thing. It's not about, I want to give to 10 charities this year and I'm going to do this by, you know, December. And it's more about what do you want your life to mean, right? Um, what do you want your life to be about? And it's it's a very emotional question, and it's not something that can be accomplished with a checklist. Right. No, it certainly cannot. So good, good point there, Melinda. So how does one do things with intent? For me, like the thing that I want my life to be about, and, and I'm not talking about like, 
of course, we all want our life to be about our families and our kids and stuff like that. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about that. You have to put that aside because of course my family, my life is about my family. Mm-hmm. But when you talk about the other aspects of your life, not just professionally, but personally, what do you want to accomplish in your life? Um, you just kind of have to think about it. What means something to you at this moment? And it could change over time, but like, just as an example for me, it's travel. I love to travel. I love um, going out and seeing new places, new countries, new people. I love experiencing a place through its food. Um, and I think it just feeds my soul. Uh, and I think the best way to explore is, is to explore the world. It's the best way to open your horizons. Uh, I took my son to Germany a few years ago and he was in high school and you could just watch his view of the world open up as he was experiencing a different culture. So, I mean, that's a priority to me. It's something I want to do with intent in my life. It's something that I want to be a part of my life every day. So like, what does that look like? Right. I can't travel every day. I can't get on a plane every morning and go to Paris. I work. <laughs> I work a we lot. all wish we could do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but I can bring it into my everyday life. Right. So, you know, one of the things I did is I went out and got a credit card where I earn points that can be used for any travel. So this credit card, I, the points that I earn, I can use them toward airplane tickets. I can use them toward hotels. It uh, it transfers to all of the the major vendors. Everything I buy every month, I put on this credit card, earn points, and then I pay it off at the end of the month in full. So, you know, not carrying any balance. Part of my living with intent is that whenever I go out and buy something, I know that I'm earning points so that I can travel this year. And the the points help you, you know, I mean, hotels, airfares, it, it really reduces the cost and makes all that easier. Um, you know, another way I live with intent is, you know, the places I choose to work. I choose to go to to work at places who um, who encourage that type of thing. I work at Mosher. We have um, flexible time off, which means you can take time off as much as you need and as much as you want, as long as it's planned. I mean, you know, and within reason. So uh, I can take off two weeks to go on that dream vacation, that type of thing. That's another way that I plan that into my life around being able to travel. I got to say, we we both have the same intent because um, yeah. <laughs> I love to travel. Um, for those of you who don't know, I lived overseas twice, uh, thanks to a previous life uh, prior to Mosier, and I got to travel a lot. And just like you, Melinda, I mean, my family and my wife and I, we encourage traveling Uh when we had our one son and we lived uh, down in South America and Colombia, that was an eye-opening experience for him because obviously we we lived in a con- in a country that we lived in the capital city, but beyond the capital city, there was a lot to experience, um, good and bad. I'm not sure. going to sugarcoat it, um, but it gave him a different meaning of what you know living abroad, living in the U.S., what that means for him and. Uh, then we got to live in a different place in South America, in Chile, which is a little bit more advanced, a little bit more European-ish. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a different perspective sure. um, as well. As well. So, and then all of our travels, just for leisure, has been has been wonderful. Um, and so we do do things with intent. And obviously, yeah. the pandemic uh, has made us suffer a little bit. Um, the uh, pandemic was hard on those of us who love to yes. travel. 
it was yes. rough because you know for and it's hard to get back into it it seems like mm. but it, that was rough for those of us who love to go places and we had to cancel our trips we had planned and we, we love to we love to take cruises and that's been one of the things that has affected us a lot because we don't feel comfortable going into such a tight space you know on the sea with a bunch of people that you don't know what's yep. happening um you know with them so it's kind of we're thinking about it we're intently uh going after uh cruises right now so we'll see in the future but that's a that's a great point that you make about living with intent um you know and using travel as a great example because i feel a lot of people out there are gonna hear this and, and they're gonna they're gonna relate they're gonna feel identified with this topic um so obviously we wouldn't be called a technology podcast if we didn't introduce it during our episodes and this is uh, no exception. So what is the correlation between technology and intentional living? Yeah, I mean, technology, I mean, it plays such a critical role in our lives. Does it make it harder or easier for us to live with intent? And it it can depend. So, I mean, it seems like our phones, that technology, it makes it easier to do stuff without intent, right? We just, if you have a break, you just pick up your phone and scroll on Facebook and you, those are all seem like things that are not a part of your intent and your purpose, right? It's just something to waste time. Our phones make that so much easier than it used to be. You don't even have to plan it. You just have to have it with you. How lost would you be if you didn't have your phone one day? I mean, I just can't even imagine. But if we use technology, it can be a part of how we live with intent and purpose. It can be a part of the whole thing. You can take that technology and allow it into the small tasks and moments of downtime and make that better. So if you look at an example, if somebody's intent was to, um, was, was a very environmentally minded, if their intent was based around environmental consciousness and conservation, what that might look like for them is maybe they go online and, and find, um, their morning coffee, they order it from a sustainable farm. That stuff is easy to find online now. Some place that does sustainable uh, farming, you can make that your morning coffee and order that online. You could uh, order a composting bin. You can compost your grounds and stuff like that. You Maybe you have an electric vehicle. Um, that's you know technology that's come around that, that helps if that's your purpose. You could even use, there's search engines out there that plant trees when you use them. And you, if a lot of people use it, it plants trees and they're very sustainable. You know, maybe your work or your church or something like that, you start a battery recycling program where people can bring their old batteries in. You can do something like that. There's just a lot, you could do like points and stuff like that. Like I do for travel, you could do that for your purpose. So technology makes all of those things easier and more accessible for people to build it into your life to help with your intent and purpose. Well, like you mentioned, when you, when you, to use your example about using the credit card, you can go on your phone and check the status of your rewards, like where you sure. are, et cetera, so that you can meet that goal. Yeah. And one of the things that I do is um, I've joined, so one of the next trips we want to take is um, Scotland and Ireland. Oh. And so I joined this Facebook group of people who are traveling to Scotland and Ireland. This it's is very dangerous for me right it. now. 
Oh, I know. <laughs> but no, it's, um, it seriously is. I have a big birthday milestone next year and uh-huh. I may or may not be hounding my wife to take <laughs> me somewhere because I did it for her uh, in 2019. <laughs> I'm not going to mention anything, but we did take a cruise out of the Baltics. Uh, uh, we took a cruise out of Copen- um, Copenhagen in Denmark, 2019 through the Baltic. So honey, if you're listening, why <laughs> I, all right, carry on Melinda. Sorry. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I joined this Facebook group and um, it's people who are actively traveling there and they give tips and hence they share their itineraries. They share pictures of, you know, the the cottages they went to and the castles and like, you know, instead of just flipping through Facebook at what my family's doing, like I'll go through there and go to my Scotland and Ireland travel group and I'll see what those people are doing and see how the lines at the airport in Dublin are. And um, I'm educating myself five minutes at a time about that trip mm-hmm. that I'm planning at some point in the future, you know, and that's, that's what it's about too. And technology has made that possible. So. Yes. It's, and it's, and it's interesting that you mentioned the five minutes at a time, because in this age, and I'm going to use a, a phrase that Matt Bennett used last week in our episode of instant gratification, where we just want everything in small samples so going in there you know scrolling through those posts for five minutes it kind of just makes you feel like ah i'm almost there and it just kind of helps you to continue living with that intent and purpose yeah i think so that's 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 great um so now looking at things from an organizational standpoint how can a tech company operate with intent and purpose um i mean it has to be like an organizational goal that feeds itself into the everyday life of the company, right? So, um, I mean, I can only speak from the tech company I work for, but uh, our at Mosher, one of our goals is giving back to the community. And there's little things all over the company about this. Um, not only do we do a lot of events, we do a lot of charity, we do a lot of that, but it's small things. If you go into our offices, into our cafes, there's like a box of treats and snacks and things. So it's not just something that they bought on, you know, at Costco and and put in there. It's, we order them from a company that takes part of the money from the snacks and donates it to world charities, right? So when you go and pick a bag of candy out of that, there's a little ad on the bottom of where that came from. And that, we order these every month for the offices and part of that money goes back to charity. So, um, you know, it's just, it's done with intent and purpose more than just going to a store and buying candy or snacks or chips. We do that too, to supplement, but you know, the, the one box we order every month is from the charity. And that's part of how we push that forward, that this is something we want to do every day, not just on Habitat for Humanity Build Day. It's part of our culture and we do it with intent at the company all the time. Yeah. And that's, I see it every day when we're in the office, obviously the people who are part of this podcast see it every day. Um, But beyond that, I mean, I think, you know, we make, we make efforts to be, you know, environmentally friendly. We have um, battery recycling, we have EV. um, Absolutely. 
charging units for cars. Charging units. I'm sorry. Thank you. Uh, for cars outside. I mean, we do have um, several employees who own EV vehicles. And I mean, that is that is obviously environmentally conscious. We do it with intent. Um, Mosher provides a great a great resource and a great you know, quality uh, for our employees with that, just with that small uh, example. Yep, I agree. Yeah, and with the conservation and with um, the giving back and um, really all of our core values, we try to incorporate, incorporate those things into the fabric of what we do every day. And I think that's that's what it's all about. It's about that doing things with intent and and thinking about, how to incorporate those things into the fabric of it. Right. And well, with that, we'd like to thank Melinda for joining us today again and ask you anything to talk about living with intent and purpose. Melinda, thank you very much. Thank you. It was great to be here again. Thank you for listening in to this week's edition of Ask you Anything presented by Mosher Consulting. We hope you enjoy listening to our very own Melinda Louder on living with intent and purpose. Join us next time when we continue to dive deeper with our resident experts and what they're currently working on. If you have an idea or a topic you'd like us to explore, please reach out to us through our social media channels. In the meantime, please remember to give us a rating and subscribe to our feed wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, remember to live with intent and purpose. And so long, everybody. Everybody.